the last episode mansode of our season on red flags this one does sound like an early 2000s rom-com in fact there is one which is he's just not that into you and we have our own twist she's just not that into you What's up, fam? This is JJ with a Friday mini mansode. The last episode mansode of our season on Red Flags, which has been super fun. Now, I understand this one does sound like an early 2000s rom-com. In fact, there is one, which is he's just not that into you. And we have our own twist. She's just not that into you. This is built for a guy who is in a situation, and I would probably say this story is as old as time, uh, where women could actually choose their person in that capacity and was not arranged. Even for the arranged ones, it's still kind of like the case. She's just not that into you, bro. And hey, I'm here for you because guess what? I'm into you, but like in a platonic way, a brotherly way. I'm into you and I'm here for you and I want to support you because because I think if I had to guess every man especially every single man has found themselves in a situation where they are into a girl and guess what they might not know he exists they might be a friend with you but not into you or you know you've really shot your shot and they're definitely not into you like you found out so for all those situations hey I've been there I understand okay the reality and the foundation of this episode is this. Men are built to pursue. And when you're built to pursue, guess what? It, just like if you're in sales, like you're going to get some soft nose, you're going to get some hard nose, and then you're going to get some like unwritten nose, okay? So we have to kind of discern and see and feel out, is this worth following up on? Is this worth acting on? It's very difficult, okay? It's very hard to be a guy sometimes. But that being said, we're going to get all up into it today. Before we do, real quick, if you are a man coming to Nashville for the conference, one, I'm proud of you. I think as men, it's hard for us to make some of these decisions sometimes. So I just want to say I'm super pumped. We had a great time with the Mogs last year. Go ahead and DM me. I'm not fishing for you to DM me. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm not fishing for follows. Hit me up. You don't even have to follow me. Just hit me up on Instagram or Facebook, JJ Tomlin. I will get you plugged in to the Mog House. I think we're getting ready to launch our second Mog House because the first one's already filling up. Hit me up and I got you, bro. Second of all, one I'm loving, I'm going to keep this one short, but hey, overnight oats, like I like the mush overnight oats from uh, Target or whatever grocery store you've gone to, but if you're paying three and a half bucks for those things, or I think they even have like a delivery service one now. Dude, you are getting so ripped off. It is such a great snack. But to make it at home, I just do a huge container of it. I don't even bother with like the cute mason jars. I just make a big old tub of it and just smack that thing all week long. Overnight oats, make it on your own, toss in some protein powder. Great, great, great addition to your daily snacks. Okay, so foundation. Men, whether you like it or not, 
And I think you should like it. And your and your natural foundation, your natural wiring, men are built to pursue. In our masculine energy, men are built to be proactive. They are built to move first. We risk first. We're vulnerable first. We are wired to initiate. And biblically, we see this reflected from creation, through the gospel, through the marriages, time and time again. We, we see this theme of man, masculine, moving first proactively in the system of marriage, in the system of the choosing of, the relentless pursuit of the bride from Christ. Even in Genesis 2, from creation itself, woman is derived from man. That doesn't mean woman is inferior, but woman comes from man. And so man seeks after woman. He seeks after himself. We see this from the oldest stories of Genesis where Abraham sends out servants to seek out the wife of Isaac. We see it from Jacob setting the object of his eye on Rachel and working and laboring for seven years and seven years more. We see it time and time again. In the most stark example, and I think one of the closest examples that we get biblically to the gospel other than Christ himself is Hosea. Hosea sought after and and chose a, a harlot, a prostitute of a wife. Now, I'm not saying that you are choosing out a prostitute of a wife. I'm just saying it at its core of the relational dynamic of the masculine pursuing the feminine, it is a choosing of just as Christ choosing his bride before she was even ready, you and me, before we even said yes to Jesus. In Ephesians, it talks about the idea before we were we are even formed and fashioned, God chose us and adopt us, meaning Christ chose his bride before we even said yes. He was committed to us before there was a commitment to him. Now, are there exceptions in this masculine pursuit of the feminine. Well, if you want to break into a man's house and creepily wake him up at the foot of his bed, I mean, hey, shout out Ruth, but I I just don't see that happening too often. Obviously, a, a more modern version of this is what we would call dropping the hanky, which this is Kate's favorite analogy or anecdote. It's from the Victorian times where Obviously, in arranged marriages and the family dynamics of spouses being chosen for them for family status, there wasn't dating, okay? But if a woman wanted to show interest to a man at the ball, uh, guess what she could do? She could mischievously or cheekily drop her hanky while making eye contact to signal to that guy, hey, I'm kind of digging you. I'm not digging George a lot over here. And uh, if you want to come over and pick up this hanky and talk to me, that would be really, really good. Okay. I'd actually think that's more easier than what we have to decipher today. Now, that's okay. I still don't think the woman, the feminine is pursuing the man in this, you know, kind of narrative that we're building here. But what's most important about the pursuit And why we're even talking about this as the foundation, the crux of our episode is when you are pursuing, 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 you're going to probably over the course of your singleness, pursue a lot of options. And obviously you're listening to this, which means you are still single. And I could probably guess that you have been interested in multiple women at multiple different times. 
and you've had to wonder or decipher what if they're not into me and clearly some of them have not been into you which is okay i'm here to crush your confidence but you you're still single which means they weren't necessarily interested or something didn't work out okay but chances are you haven't been interested in 10 women they've all been interested in you and you know you're the one who's walked away i mean maybe you're just like the most handsome charismatic awesome guy ever but i doubt it and that's okay because I'm not either, okay? <laughs> so you and me, hey, we're in this together, all right? We we're, we're, we are not being accepted by every single girl we, we've met. But if that's the design, the pursuit, the moving towards the initiation, we have to stop and pause and ask ourselves, you know, what, what is the opposite? If we're not acting in that, what is our weakness? What are we doing when we're acting out of the flesh or falling out of our design? And the Achilles heel of that proactive masculine energy, and we talk about this in school dating all the time, and I love it. I love it so much. I get so passionate when I talk about this because I was that guy. The Achilles heel of the masculine nature is Genesis 3.6. What did Adam do when Eve went for the fruit? What did Adam do when Eve went for the fruit? He watched. He watched passiveness, inaction, that is the Achilles seal of a man. Okay, so you think about that masculine proactive energy, that moving, that initiation, the opposite of that is watching. The opposite of that is passiveness. The opposite of that is inaction, like just standing still or floating. And if you think about a ship in the ocean, and I'm not talking about the shallow end, I'm talking about that deep end. We had an episode with Lecrae. A, a ship needs to have a rooted anchor or it needs to be heading in a direction. The passiveness, what I would call weightlessness, is not going to hold up very well in the storm or seasons of life. Now, to make this a little bit more familiar for you all in a relatable story, just like how every pastor has to teach in 2023, right? They have to open up with the story. They pray, they introduce themselves, and then without a heartbeat, they go into story time. They don't even say story time. They just say, once upon a time, a few months ago, I was sitting in a coffee shop, and then they go into their story. Now, <laughs> now that I've teed that up, here's our story time. If there's one countless story, I've heard time and time again in Christian dating universe, and we've heard a lot, it's probably this. She was not interested in him. He was pretty interested. And then what happened? He waited. He waited. He waited. He waited. He waited for six months. He waited for a year. He waited for a year and a half. He waited for two years. She was not into him. She was not attracted to him. She thought he was boring. She thought he was a nice guy. She thought he was okay, but she was not interested. And all of a sudden, after time slipped away and passed some more and passed some more, she began to notice. She began to notice, well, maybe he was a little bit more handsome than I thought. Okay, maybe he's actually a little bit smarter and more intelligent that I originally noticed. Maybe he has a lot more vision and direction in his life than I gave him credit for. And all of a sudden, you see this love story unfold where he asked her out, 
maybe for the third time, <laughs> maybe for the second time, maybe for the sixth time, right? He moved, he initiated again, or maybe for the first time. But the point is he waited, he waited, he waited, and then he moved. And what did she do? She responded. She responded. And you find themselves building on that friendship that they've built for a year, a two, three years. She's into him finally. He's always been into her, kind of. And all of a sudden, their love story unfolds over months and months and months. They get engaged and married. And then she sits there at your small group, uh, the married couple who sets you out. And she's telling you as a single, well, you know, I wasn't really into Jason when I met him. You never know. It might be one of these guys around you and so forth and so forth. And so I'm talking to you, Jason. I'm not talking to the girls in this episode. I'm talking to the guy here who is probably and has been waiting, waiting. Okay. So if you're waiting and you're kind of pursuing, this looks so different. Maybe you matched on Hinge last week. Maybe you've been friends with her for three years in her small group. Maybe she was a, a, a friend from a community group years ago and you just started DMing her randomly on Instagram because she posted something funny and all of a sudden you're chit-chatting again and you found yourself FaceTiming again. This can look so many different ways. I can't even begin to tackle them in this episode. But what I would probably start with and the most common one is this. She's just not that into you and your friends. She's just not that into you and your friends. And she's not showing interest. She's not sending friends your way to see if you're interested. You guys are just two people coexisting in the same community group, serving the same ministries. You're seeing each other at kids' church. You're seeing each other at a friend's birthday party. Like, you're just friends. And you're interested in maybe being more than friends, but you don't really know. I'd say your top priority here is to continue to build genuine friendship whenever possible. Like whenever you see her and you're most likely always going to be in a group setting, you're going to be serving alongside of each other, you're going to be at a friend's birthday party. Your top priority is to build genuine friendship. And how do you do that? Well, you find and talk about things that you have in common. You tease her about something that she likes or was a little nerdy. You know, you comment on something that she said that you found really awesome and insightful, right? With no other ulterior purpose, can you just continue to patiently build friendship, okay? And then the moment you find yourself walking the tension between friendship and developing what I would probably call a crush, you have to ask yourself, if you find yourself so distracted by her that she's become a church crush, idol, a constant source of distraction, like meaning you go to worship on Sunday morning, she's sitting three rows up to the right of you, and you just can't stop glancing her away. You can't stop thinking about her. You find yourself daydreaming about her at work. You find yourself, hey, let's be honest, we're in the trust tree here, and we all do this. I think it's actually acceptable now. Stalking her Instagram daily, weekly, every few days. Like, let's put it this way. If you haven't opened up Instagram in a day, and you do, and her stories is one of the top five, bro, you've been stalking her, okay? Like, 
in the okay way. You've been Instagram stalking her. If you open up your Instagram and it's been a day and her stories is one of the top five stories, guess what? It's time for you to ask her out. And as they like to say in the South, it's time to do number two or get off the pot, okay? Like you have found yourself, congratulations, and a foundationship, and it's time to ask her out to clear up these feelings and get going. However, if you can find yourself in an area of life with another female friend and you can just be friends and you excitedly look forward to just genuinely building a friendship, then do it. Keep waiting, keep waiting. And if she is interested in you, well, you'll probably find out. Probably. And then until you grow into a place where you have to ask her out, then you just wait and you keep building. Now, number two is she is somewhat interested in you. Okay, let me stop right there. This is probably the most confusing and ambiguous thing I could ever say. She is somewhat interested in you. Trying to figure out if a female's 1.2 seconds of eye contact was flirty eye contact or platonic eye contact might be the most impossible task in the history of mankind. Okay, there's no doing it. There, there is no doing it. In fact, I think if you flipped it and you made a girl have to decipher the same thing, guess what? They are talking about it for three hours at their wine and cheese night, trying to decipher it. And at the end of it, they still don't know. Okay. So if a group of girls, six of them can't figure it out over three hours of wine and cheese, guess what? You're not about to figure it out on your own. Okay. There's no way of knowing. <laughs> okay. If, but what I mean by this is if she is somewhat interested in you, but you don't really know, our assumption is guess what? Well, she's just not that into me. Like she's not. If she was into me, she would have made it perfectly clear. And I think that is probably the baseline assumption of guys. Why? Well, we're not going to be walking around like some egotistical guy thinking that every single girl's into me. And more importantly, like I'm not going to try to misinterpret your nice comment, your laugh at me, like as you being attracted to me, I'll be honest. It's a little bit of a, like an ego move to think that every time a girl smiles and laughs at me or says something nice that she's into me. Okay. So that's just where as men, I think we actually like to steer clear and I'm not about to misinterpret that, ask you out, see if you're interested, get rejected. And now you think I'm some kind of, you know, fill in the blank. As guys, you and I, we're not going to do that. We're just going to assume that you're not interested, even though you might somewhat be until we know or until we ask and we clear the air, which pro tip, I would just say as a guy, if you find yourselves in those situations, like we call that a heart of dating, a friendationship and a friendationship is simply this one or both parties have feelings for more than a friend for each other. You're each other's church crush. Okay. Either you're crushing on them and they're not feeling it back or both parties are having a crush on each other. That congratulations is a friendationship. And let's be honest, we've all had them. Okay. That's okay. However, pro tip, you find yourself in a friendationship. It is on the guy to clarify. Yes, that literally means you know this girl, you know this girl's interested in you. Pro tip, it's on you as a guy to just say, hey, I really enjoyed being around you. I just want to clarify in case 
it was unclear. I really view you as a sister in Christ. Yes, you are going to sister in Christ, friend zone her, baby. It's time we take our power back. So that's, she's somewhat interested in you. And for me, I think the top priority there is if she is, she isn't, like we don't know and we think she could be, top priority is what? Figure it out, okay? Figure it out. Ask the ass, send a little birdie their way. Yes, it's okay like it's in sixth grade and you're <laughs> you're sending your friend to talk to her friend to drop interest and get a little hint and then they're gonna pass it back the grapevine to you whether or not she's interested. I totally think that's an okay move. Like if you don't wanna put yourself out there in case you might get rejected, I understand. I'd, I'd rather you just ask directly. But if you don't think you're there or don't wanna just make it kind of awkward and you don't think you can do that, ask your friend to talk to her friend and she talks to her and her friend talks to her friend who talks to your friend who talks to you and we'll find out, okay? So number two, she's somewhat interested, kinda, or she's kinda into you or she's not, let's find out, okay? And number three, Probably the hardest one and the one I really want to drill in on is this. She's supposed to be interested in you and she kind of seems like she's just not that into you. She's supposed to be interested in you and she's not. Meaning you've gone out on dates, you matched on Hinge three weeks ago, you've been messaging for two weeks, you went on one or two dates and all of a sudden, you went from lots of emojis, lots of laughs, lots of crying faces, long paragraphs, voice memos, and all of a sudden, instead of it being like an instant reply, you're kind of looking at three hours, and then all of a sudden, a couple of days go by, and it's a, you know, she didn't text me back last night, but she texted me this morning, oh, I'm so sorry, I was so tired, I fell asleep. I've been busy at crazy busy at work and I had something to do after work. Uh, it's been 24 hours. You've double texted. Listen, men, that has happened to us all. Okay. And if she's supposed to be interested in you and you have made it to this kind of like talking phase of you've gone on dates, there's like supposed to be interest and she's not, I would just say, look, man, you, you've been fishing. And they said, go to the spot. They'll be biting. I'll be there. You've been loading up that bait. You've been asking them out on dates. You've been sending them memes. You've been doing all the things. And it's just not there. They're just not biting. Like, there's a time and place where... It's time to pack the tackle box. It's time to find a new fishing hole because they're just not biting. And that could be for a million different reasons. But the most important thing is that you have to know when it's time to move on and they're just not interested. Let me put it this way. Some of you are in sales, okay? You went through a demo. You walked them through the product. And it's been... A day, they said they'll follow up with their people. You follow it up. You follow it up. You follow it up. Hey, maybe you got a response and it's lackluster. Maybe you haven't even gotten a response. Guess what? They've given you your answer and it's a soft no. And that's 
okay. And that's okay. It has nothing to do with you. Uh, it has probably everything to do with them in that sense. And I think because we are human, we have to figure out a way to make this make sense. They didn't want to go out with me for a reason. What did I do wrong? What's wrong with me? How did I not bring it? How was I not marketable? How was I not sellable? What did I do wrong? Because there's clearly a reason why they don't want to go out on another date with me. Let me just say first, before we talk about you, let's just talk about this dating situationship you got. If they're supposed to be interested in you and they are not, it's time to walk away. It's time to walk away. And that's okay. I'm not saying it's done for forever. It most likely is. And you should think like that. Um, But if you find yourself trying to prove yourself to her, trying to sell yourself to her, guess what? That's not it. And there's a difference. Because listen, first of all, when it comes to proving, I would just say, when you walk with God, you don't have anything to prove. Okay? When you walk with Jesus, you don't need the validation. You don't need them to reciprocate right? You can pursue without fear because that rejection or acceptance doesn't make or break you. Your identity rests on something else. But at the end of the day, you know this about relationships because guess what? You listen to Heart of Dating. You know that it takes two to tango. And I want to enter into a relationship. Like I want to start dating and eventually enter into a relationship with someone who wants to enter into a relationship with me. It's mutual. And it's not someone who I had to convince. Now, some of you guys know my story with Kate. That's a great teaching point. I had blue hair. I had black earrings. I had sick skater style. Not in Kate's opinion, but in my opinion, and like everyone else's, it was super cool, super sick style. Kate didn't even really want to go on a date with me. Okay, I was pretty sure about her, but Kate was not sure about me at all. Listen, we did online dating for a month. She was interested in me and I came down to LA. I thought we had an amazing three or four days of dating. Like we went and did fun experiences and everything. I was pumped. Even after that, Kate was not. Just for whatever reasons. But my pursuit of her could not rest on her uncertainty or certainty of me. I had to know who I was and I had to know what I wanted and and choose that regardless of the reaction or response I got back. Now, if Kate come back to me and she had just said, I'm not really interested, well, guess what? It couldn't make or break me because I knew who I was. Like her opinion or acceptance it didn't determine my confidence or what I would call confidence. I knew who I was. However, as a man, if we don't start out on that identity, that foundation of knowing who we are and where we want to go and what we want to choose, then we will be broken every single time when we're rejected. And this uncertainty of whether or not she's into you, it will haunt us. It will consume us because it matters because <laughs> it actually deeply matters. Now, for you guys, as a man, is it a red flag or a deal breaker? It just depends. It just depends. But I would say the common denominator of these situations is the guy chose. The guy chose. The guy chose even when she was unsure. Now, it's a red flag maybe. I would say like orange flag if she has not chosen you or said yes or is excited. I would say like 
keep that marked for evaluation. Like you're probably going to go on a date or a few pursuing her and there's just a very low chance that it's going to work out and that's okay. Because it was an orange flag, you knew she was not super into it, but she's kind of going, she's challenging herself. Like, you know, it's a very likely possibility that's not going to work out. Now, when it's a deal breaker is when it's been three dates, it's been four, it's been five dates, like it's been a bit and you've gotten to know each other and she's just not that into you and you know it. Like she's not curious about you. She doesn't reciprocate at all. She doesn't convey any excitement. Like she's dragging her feet. You feel like you have to force her to go out with you. Like for me, I'm sorry, but that's a deal breaker. Um, it's just time to pack your bags, get going, like leave her better than you found her. This is not personal, but hey, know when it's time to walk away. Do yourself a favor. You've been double texting. You've been triple texting. Listen, man, you had a nibble on the hook and it's gone. That's okay. Time to cast again. We're good. We're Gucci. We're guys. We're men. We're used to it. It's not going to stop us from chasing and pursuing the next one. We're going to be disappointed. We might be a little upset, but guess what? God's got this. God's got this. God's got this. So I love you guys. I hope that's helpful. And even if she's not into you, guess what? I am, bro. I am. Talk to you guys soon. This has been an awesome season. Let's get going into season 11.5. Let's go. Let's go.